rest on that. I hit the ground running when I'm invading your country. It's still with honor and discipline. Throw my guns like onions. What's up, guys? Sergeant G here from the Stone Vet USMC. Man, I'm glad you guys are here with me. Hopefully, you guys are listening and you got a good time and a good opportunity, right? Hopefully, if you listen at the end of the week, hopefully your week was amazing. But if you listen at the beginning of the week, hopefully we can start your week off right, man. I appreciate you guys coming in and listening to me. I got a new backdrop. I don't know if you guys can read it, but that says winner, right? Winner of the Top Marine Corps podcast, right? Top Marine Corps podcast in the entire world. And it's all because of you guys that are listening to the show on a weekly basis. I got content coming out all week long, every week, man. I got content coming out four days a week right now. And that's because of you guys that I was the winner of the Top Marine Corps podcast in the entire world. The only reason I got this green screen, though, you guys know the ladies over at Season Crazy, we share a podcast studio, and they said, I don't like all that junk in your garage. So they decided we need a green screen because they wanted to make it look, feel more homey or something. So I was like, all right, let me try to take advantage of it. Let me put my logo up and put my award up, right? Let's let's do this thing here, man. And like I tell you guys, you see that beautiful gold Warhammer? If you guys are watching on YouTube, there's that beautiful gold Warhammer I always have sitting up front, man. D number one Marine Corps podcast. But like I said, it, it, it I didn't win it because of me. I won it because of you guys listening in and getting out there and voting for me to be able to do it. Veteran Podcast Awards is coming up again this year. It's coming out in October. I'll be doing a big push when it gets closer to that time to get your votes in and stuff like that. But keep an ear out. Keep your ear to the ground and keep an eye out for what's going on, man. Remember, guys, don't forget to hit that like, subscribe, and share button. You guys got to share this content. I can't get this content out if you guys aren't sharing it with your brothers and sisters, right? This year, like I told you guys, my biggest push this year is to fight for advocacy for a plant. For a plant that grows outside, right? And the, the government said it's federally legal. Why? <laughs> because they can't tax it. That's why, guys. That's exactly why, man. I want to give a huge shout out to my sponsor, Rafa 180. Like I tell you guys every episode, Rafa 180 provides you the best medicinal medicinal grade CBD on the market. I've been pushing out. I've been pushing out educational pieces on my Facebook page. If you guys haven't came over to my Facebook page, come over, become part of my community. They just had a great article in regards to CBN, right? One of the biggest struggles we have as veterans is that we suffer from insomnia. We suck at getting sleep, right? We average between two to four hours of sleep. If you're only getting two to four hours of sleep, you know how bad that is for your health just in general, just for you to function on a daily basis? But if that's all you're getting, why not get the best two to four hours of sleep you can get? Rafa 180 provides an amazing product called Sapphire that is high on CBN, right? <laughs> High on CBN, which is great to help you get that rest you need. Unlike Ambien, this doesn't put you to sleep. It helps relax your mind so you can go to sleep. It's part of your endocannabinoid system that you have. We all have an endocannabinoid system. This is what I try to do is try to help educate you guys in regards to our endocannabinoid system and why it's important that we replenish our endocannabinoid system, right? Go check out Rafa 180. That's Romeo Alpha, Papa Hotel Alpha 180.com. When you check out with the Stone Vet USMC, you get 15% off your entire purchase. When you spend $85 or more, you get a ship priority mail to your front door. Within a couple of days, it'll be sitting there waiting for you, man. Go check out their amazing products. Like I said, they got a night ops that was created by an Iraq War veteran that has insomnia. 
He, it was radio. They got a radio frequency program for bioavailability. So as soon as you take it, it's almost like going straight into your bloodstream as you take it. So it kicks, kicks in faster, man. Go check out the amazing product. You suffer from pain, anxiety, depression. They got amazing CBD products there as well, man. Go check out the amazing products. Check out the Stone Vet USMC to get 15% off your entire purchase. You need some of the Stone Vet swag, like this amazing cup. I got a better hoodie. This is the first generation hoodie. I got second generation hoodie out right now. Go to Rafa18.com and top right hand corner you got a stone vet tab you click that tab it's gonna take you to my store i'm working on some t-shirts so be on the lookout i got new shirts coming out man i'm super excited today i'm able to bring on another advocate and not only is he an advocate of this amazing plant he served in our wonderful military in the best military in the world in the united states navy what's going on eric how you doing today great thank you for having me the stone vet you're taking care of business for the marine corps but all the branches, including the Space Force. <laughs> right. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. That's my biggest thing, dude. That's, that's, that's why I'm glad that I'm doing this, right? A lot of people look at me and he's like, he's the stone vet. All he wants to do is just smoke weed, right? All he wants to do is just get high. I'm like, no. I said, do I like to get high? Yes. I enjoy being high. I, I enjoy not being in my head. Why? Because we all deal with stupid. We all deal with crap for trauma that we encounter while serving the military, right? In life and then serving in the military, right? Our generation is the is the Iraq War, Afghan War generation, man. I mean, we, we're there for what? 20 years? 10? 20 years, right? For a long time, we were there. <laughs> we were there for a long time. It was like we're and, still leaving. Yeah, we're still got people coming out, right? And that we deal with a lot of trauma, with a lot of crap that we did serving our country. And a lot of people don't understand, like, like I said, I go to the VA, like anybody else. I do my annual appointment just to ensure that I keep a doctor and they, they, they don't try to screw me over somehow. So I go my annual appointment. And every year they send me home with about 50 different pills that I have no idea what they're for. And so... My biggest thing is that a lot of people don't understand. Everybody knows that we lose 22 veterans a day. Everybody knows that. The whole entire world knows in America there's 22 veterans that take their life every day. As we're sitting here doing the show, Eric, somebody's taking their life because nobody, sh nobody has shared the content yet to say, hey, go check out what Sergeant G's doing. Come, Go listen to him. You want to feel like you have a purpose? Go listen to what Sergeant G's talking about with his guest, you know. And so my biggest my biggest thing is that a lot of people don't understand that we're losing approximately 35 veterans to opioid addiction as well. So we got 35 we're losing opioid addiction and 22 that are taking their life every day. That's 57 brothers and sisters we're losing every single day, right? And why? You know what I'm saying? It could it be an opioid addiction? Could it be because they felt like their life is coming to an end, right? Like I can't do this no more. Life's too hard. It's just it's gotten crazy. And you being you retiring out of the Navy, you I'm sure you understand these struggles, right? Every day. Yeah. I look at it as black, white, and the gray. You know, in the military, honestly, it's black and white, in my opinion. I did twenty three years uh in the Navy. You know, we love our acronyms. To me, it means never again volunteer yourself. But look <laughs> at what we're doing. We're still volunteering because we know the work that we do makes a difference. And I learned that from the military. So I loved every moment of the time in the military. Um, there's been some damage incurred from, you know, what we've gone through. Um, I wouldn't take any of it back, though. I think we were there for good intents and good purposes that I'm aware of. Of course, they got right. conspiracies and all the other great stuff. But. Uh, for the great part, I think our, our 
like you said earlier, our, our military is the strongest, most robust, and uh, I think we're, you know, taking care of the world in many ways. No, absolutely. I mean, I mean, with everything that's going on, and you guys have been watching the news lately. Now, now they got Russia trying to invade Ukraine, and guess what? They got us back out there again, right? Like, I'm, Red, I, Red I, Dawn I, Junior. Yeah, I was like, uh, I don't know why we need to be there, but okay. I mean, there's a reason why people depend on us, right? Because we are the best. Like you said, we are the best. We are the most robust. We are very dependable. Like they understand if America goes somewhere, America's going to fix it, right? I mean, hands We're down. We're the tip of the spear. Right. We are the tip of the spear, you know. And so during your time. So what is it? What is it? Let the audience know. Let let the family know exactly what you did while using the Navy. Sure. Great. Um well, I, I joined in 1990. Um, um, you know, I was in a program called Delayed Entry Program. So in, in 89, the recruiter came into high school. I already knew I was going in the military. You know, my mother was in the military, father, grandfather, uncle. It was just a matter of what branch I was going in. Right, right, right. And I knew I didn't have all the gun training like it's like you guys do, but I didn't mind dropping you off on the beach. Like right. You, great, <laughs> you know, you're, you're our mighty Uber drivers, right? <laughs> so, you know, I came in uh, actually under a drug waiver. Uh, they, they caught me at the moment of truth. Everybody knows what that was. Um, I was smoking weed um, right up to taking the asset test. The mechanicals <laughs> and those gears, they were all shifting on me. I, I couldn't tell you if they're going left <laughs> or right. But uh, so, yeah, I got in under a waiver. So, I was familiar with Canada's early on. Right. Um, you know, I grew up in Baltimore and you know, I used it recreationally and later learned that there was some medicinal point to that. Right. A crazy city. No, absolutely. Um, and that's how we all are. I think that's how the majority of us are. I mean, my, myself as well. I smoked it just because recreational adult. I was using it just for recreational use. I didn't understand the medicinal benefits of it. Like, I didn't know. I was just doing it just to have fun with my buddies because that's what everybody was yeah. doing at the time. Right. And same with you. I mean, understanding it. But knowing now you're like, oh, Okay, I can I can get I can get with this, you know. I can, you know, we talk about PTSD a lot, right? And veterans have PTSD. I call it PTSD of life, and, and we all know not just veterans have PTSD; it goes across no, right? the gamut. Um, and so, you know, growing up in, in you know poor, impoverished, grief-stricken, uh, you know, areas, PTSD. Well, we heard gunshots. I watch people get stabbed. You know, this is right. what happens, right? And so migrating to the military, it was easy, you know, boot camp was fun. I had a great time, um, you know, joins, you know, like everybody joined for college, joined for financial needs, uh, joined to see the world and it was in the family blood. And so that's right. what brought me to the Navy. And, uh, you know, halfway through my career, I was a urinalysis program coordinator. I was kicking <laughs> people out, literally kicking them out for doing drugs. Man. So I was, I was like the only guy on the ship that had a High Times magazine subscription, getting the right. butt of the month. And, you know, but I was taking, at the time, I was taking my work very seriously. You know, I was hell bent to find people doing drugs. I mean, that was my job. Right. That's the black and white. Yeah. Now, that's right. what it taught me what I got paid to do. And I wanted to do my work well. So I, I did a really good uh, career. You know, I retired as a, a senior chief, uh, an E8 um, in the Navy. And at the end, before I retired, you know, I was a raging alcoholic. Um, I'll violate my own hip, though. That's kind of what we do as advocates. We violate that's what our we hip. We do as, as veterans. That's message. what we are. We're, we're alcoholics. As veterans, we are clearly alcoholics. That's one thing that we, we can overindulge in is, is alcohol. That I mean, it's, it's, it's easily accessible, you know? That was my solution. You know, that, mm -hmm. that's what 
that's what got me out of the space. That's what helped me right. sleep at night. That's right. what made me forget about the bullshit of what I had to do with my job. What went on? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and so, yeah, I was, you know, I was locked away under lock and key um, with top secret SCI clearance doing some pretty heavy duty stuff. And um, once I got out, I knew I had to forget a lot of that. I knew I was going to go back into cannabis work. Well, not work, but I was going to go back to smoking cannabis because <laughs> I, I remember what it did for me, you know, coming up. And, you know, at that time, learning about what it was, you know, it was my replacement to alcohol. My sobriety day, not knowing it was actually 420, 2013. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So you were, you said you joined in, what was it, 90? 90. Yeah, and got out in uh, 13. So you, so you were there during Desert Storm too, huh? You were in during yeah, Desert, Desert Storm. Shield Storm, all of it. So you've been, you've been to that desert twice. I, I wonder what was that like for you to go for, to Desert Storm, Desert Shield, and then go back. Were you, were you able? Did they send you back? They had to have sent you back, right? Yeah, um, you know, we were doing Enduring Freedom even later. Uh, so my first boat, uh, you know, I always humor my brothers in the Marine Corps. Um, you know, I was in the Navy when my first ship was an amphibious ship, so we were. Uh, an LST, a, a loud, slow target. Uh, <laughs> um, and so we were, we, we carried a couple hundred Marines and all the AAVs, the amphibious assault vehicles. And so we hit the beach quite a few times, dropped them off in uh, Somalia, dropped them off in, you know, um, Iraq. Um, so I learned at a young age, looking at the military, I was, I was impressed. I was right. happy to be part of it. I was proud. Um, and I'll never forget those times. No, that's kind of what led me to where I am now. Uh, it's about management, people, right. resources, right. assets, protection, security, safety, um, community. Camaraderie was a key word for all of us. You know, and, and that's why I feel in the cannabis space, we have a really tight uh, camaraderie like we do in the military. No, absolutely. Fruit. And so a lot of stuff bleeds over, really does. And when no, we run into our fellow right. veterans, like like we just met each other just recently, and here we are right. talking like we're brothers, and we are. And we're, we're we sisters are. That, out that's, there too. that's the biggest things, right? That's one of the biggest struggles that we have as veterans, right? That's one of the biggest struggles we have when we get out is the camaraderie, right? We get out, we go, we either go back home or we move somewhere else, right? We get out, we move somewhere else, and we don't have our brothers to our left or to our right. And we feel lonely, right? Because I don't have I don't have Eric here with me, right next to me, so where I can be like, "Hey, man, how was your day today? Man, today sucks. RNG had me doing some stupid shit that I didn't want to do. RNG had me going over here inventorying this crap and then sweeping this up and then cleaning this and you know just like how we did while we were serving, right? Because every day our brother was there, regardless if we hated him or we loved him, they were always there, right? We always had somebody with us. And that's the biggest struggle we have when we get out of service after serving our country is that we don't have nobody with us anymore. We're by ourselves. And that's one of the biggest struggles as to why we're losing 22 veterans a day because they oh, we and feel like we're by ourselves. You know, we're by ourselves. Yeah. You it's know, great. Like, you remember we talked about that black and white. You know, that's the right. military. We all know what's up. Out here in the real world, this shit's fucking gray. Right. <laughs> no, right. Don't know if you're coming or going. There's so much action around us and it, yeah. you know, coming from a high op tempo we look at the world differently 
<laughs> Absolutely. And this this is one of the biggest things. Like you guys have known in the when I first started doing this podcast, right? A lot of you guys know that I was bringing on a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of veterans that got out. Because a lot of people, a lot of veterans are like, I'm not working for somebody else. I did that for four years or forty years or whatever. I don't want to work for somebody else. Like I hated that, right? And so we start our own business, right? And a lot of businesses, are, a lot of our businesses are very successful. We're doing a lot of amazing things, and it's providing for our family, which is great, you know. But yet, we still feel like we're by ourselves because we like we don't know how to share this content with everybody to let them know, hey, look what I'm doing over here. How can I help you? How can I assist you? How can I help grow you guys? And you guys that have been hanging out with me for over a year now, you guys know my community. A lot of you guys. We are in my community. We will message back and forth. We'll help. Like my goal, what, what I do with my podcast is that I connect people with people. You're doing this. Hey, this guy's doing something similar. Let me connect you guys and see how you guys can work together and make it bigger and better than what you guys would have ever thought it would have been. Right. Because that's what we're supposed to do as brothers is to help each other. Right. Whenever we're in need to help you. Hey, dude, are you doing this? I got a brother over here that's doing something real similar. You, would you mind talking with him? Maybe you guys can work together, or maybe you can give him some pointers on how to make it better, how to get to that next level, you know? And that's what that's what I do here. This is what I do with my podcast is just try to connect our brothers and sisters because, like I said, if it wasn't for this podcast, I would have never met somebody like Eric. I would have never met you, Eric. I would have never had the opportunity to reach out to you and say, hey, let's do a show. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about why this is important, right? And you guys are familiar. I always talk. I'm always talking about the amazing things the Veteran Action Council is doing. That community oh, yeah. has been a, that community has been around for a while, but it's it's made up of people from the Vietnam era. Like the people from the Vietnam era create are part of this Veteran Action Council, right? And a lot of you guys, if you guys aren't familiar, over on my Facebook page on my Stone Vet Facebook group, I have a copy of the green paper that they created talking about the medicinal benefits of cannabis it's an amazing document and it's definitely something that you guys need to bring to your congress in your state like i said if you guys watched my episode a couple couple weeks ago with mr ryan early from blue green venture he tells you you got to start at the state level before you can move to a federal level my biggest thing right now is 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 fighting for federal legalization right Eric here, he's been following, he's been part of the Veteran Action Council for some time now, and he knows the community over there and the amazing people doing amazing things within just our veteran community fighting and advocating for cannabis, right? And you guys are like, well, it's just cannabis, it's just a plant, but you guys are not understanding the medicinal benefits, why we need, why this needs to be federally This plant saving lives is what it's doing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my son just shared a video with me. So so my wife is the owner of Rafa 180, the, the, my sponsor of my show, right? And my son, who's 17 years old, he shared a video with me, and it it it, it just it, it always brings tears to my eyes. It's an older gentleman. He went, I think he's in his 60s. He's in his 60s, maybe closer to 70. He has Parkinson's real bad, and I'm sure you guys have probably seen the video if you guys have watched. If you guys are in the cannabis community, and he's just shaking real bad, just constantly shaking, shaking, shaking real bad, and they put a drop of RSO oil under his tongue and in his cheek. And within minutes, within just like three, four minutes, his body completely stopped shaking, you know? And it's just like, damn, like seriously, like this is medicine that's federally illegal. I said, this is better than any pill he will ever take, hands down, better than any pill he will ever take for his shakes, you know? And one of the biggest things, if you guys don't know, if you guys don't know anybody who suffers from this kind of stuff, it doesn't stop when they go to sleep. 
they are in constant shivers and shakes throughout while they're sleeping as well. And if you can think about it, just sitting there shaking the whole time. You guys have been cold. You guys have done cold warfare training, some of you guys. You guys know what it's like when you're just shaking, shaking, shaking because you're so cold. He's not cold. He's just shaking because that's just the way his body is, you know. And just to be sitting there like that and then just to take this, uh, just, a, just a pin drop, just a pin drop of RSO oil to allow it to get into your bloodstream to calm your body. You know, it's it's insane because... Think about trying to eat and you're shaking dramatic, so dramatically, you know, and just to be like, dude, I'm hungry. Can we go eat? <laughs> you know, and it's like, yeah, let's go get something to eat, you know. And so Eric here, Eric, you got you got out in 2013, right? You you got out of the Navy in 2013. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Yes. So how was your what what was your struggle like? Because we all know when we get out of active duty service, there's a struggle, right? That 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 trying to transition to become a, a a normal person again right <laughs> who we were before we joined the military right how was that transition for you you mean how is that transition still going for me <laughs> even after all these years you know i i thought i had it in a bag you know i was at the top of my game in the military i was you know doing great things of in leadership and management I went to all the great training for, you know, retirement, like tap, retap, all the wonderful things, how to write a resume, how to go to the job interview. Anybody who's still active duty, please take advantage. I think it's mandatory now. But take right. advantage of all of those resources in, in your transition out. Um, and I thought I was great. You know, I got to retirement. I was, I was done. I applied for my first job. I got picked up at the park as a park ranger, you know. Veteran preference, I was guaranteed a job, you know, and they, I'll tell you what, veteran status provides a lot of benefits to employment, ownership, a lot. So make sure when you're a veteran and if, and if you're struggling, make sure you're getting documented as well, physically or mentally, get that stuff documented on your way out because right. they do ultimately pay dividends for you personally and your family in the long run. And right. we're all about taking care of our family. So make sure your your all your documents are correct and in order and you're transitioning well. Um it the transition went well, but when I got out it was, it was night and day. We talked about the black and white and the gray. Um I got my first job relatively quick. I was working for other people. I saw things that needed to be changed. I was, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's I'm, what we do that's what we being do. A leader, this, is, right? this is wrong this is you need to fix when this. you're a leader it's tough to be a minion again it really is <laughs> right, and so right, right. i lost you know I, I had to leave the job you know i worked for the park and we didn't have trash cans in the park it's like uh you know take out what you bring in type stuff and so i was like conceptually makes no sense you know people come on weekends they destroy the park I'm working an extra couple hours because it's it's dirty as hell. If we just have strategic trash cans, like <laughs> let me smoke on this because this is too freaking easy. And so, like other people's rules didn't apply to me, right? I was a hypocrite, right? I thought I knew better, and I, I honestly, I think that's one of the big things about veterans. Yeah, I think we're, we're all like strong. that. We're all we're like that. We're like, strong. I know better. <laughs> so. It didn't go well. Uh, I transitioned rapidly to another job, a GSA contracting job, uh, uh, selling supplies to the, the federal government. Uh, I believe I was a great salesman. I got zero sales, but I was a good salesman. I was a resource. I was a connector. 
I knew everybody. We had conversations, but nobody bought from us. So another story. I, I didn't think I was successful. <laughs> In my mind, I had failed, right? You know, so I fired myself. You know, I wrote my, you know, <laughs> a letter, let myself go. Um, right. Then I got into the cannabis space. I learned about uh, advocating for cannabis through uh, Maryland Normal. Uh, they're the National Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Laws. I learned how to take my my case to here, Annapolis, the D.C., to fight at the federal and state levels to change uh, cannabis laws. Concurrently, I was learning how um, to run a nonprofit, you know, watching all the intricacies of it being run and who was doing what, what positions were being held. Um, I was representing the veterans, um, going into the VFWs, American Legions, talking about medical cannabis. And I realized Maryland had a big gap. And the gap was veteran cannabis discussions. So um, from that point, um, I started actually working in the cannabis space um, early on before we had uh, licenses and before we had dispensaries. We were attracting patients, getting them signed up. Uh, so for every patient I got signed up, uh, I would run four mile, 4.20 miles. So oh, like, wow. <laughs> it was like my give back. You became my right. patient. I was running for it. Right. And it was this concept, stay healthy. I learned this back in my drinking days, being a hash <laughs> runner. Uh, uh, drinkers with a running problem. I don't know if you heard of that group, hash house carrier. So I was like always good at doing things I like and boondoggle it. Right. Try to put things together and make it easy. Right. So, uh, you know, fitness, cannabis, put the two together. There's a lot of discussion now about uh, athletics and cannabis and what it can, what it can do for you. Um, and so, you know, I learned how to advocate. I realized I need to do a little bit more. Um, I don't think I was effective enough. Uh, I started building up my patient base, and then I started like, getting deeper into the license. Um, got my first job at a... Um, medical dispensary before they opened up. So I was in there writing policies, procedures. I had to let SOPs myself go. And all that, uh... Yeah. So part of that work was in, ingraining myself in a community. And that's kind of like where I felt best outside of the dispensary, talking to the different groups and organizations, inviting them into the dispensary, showing them, you know, what a true legitimate um, dispensary was going to look like when we opened right. up, um, you know, community integration. And I loved it. Um, and so, uh, you know, from there, the owner said, Eric, what are we going to do for veterans? Because, you know, we weren't, we were just looking at our discounting program and like, what were we going to do for seniors, Medicaid and all of that? And I said, well, let, let me think about this for a day or two. I knew organizations like um, 22 to, to Zero, uh, Mission 22, um, you know, Jose, you were talking about Jose earlier, Bellum, yeah. his organization in Florida, all these 22 resonated. And we know we're losing 22 a day. And at the time, I already knew cannabis is saving my life. Right, and right, so right. I had a share. I said, we need to do 22% for veterans. And they're like, oh, my God. <laughs> That's like a pretty big discount. I'm like, I know. And it's and it means something. And and so we went with that premise. Um, and so they were the first dispensary in Maryland to offer a 22% for veterans when we opened up. That's crazy. Um, but I mean, when, when, when veterans see that, they're like, they're going to buy more. They're like, you're giving me 22%. But yeah, obviously, I'm buy more. part of the marketing campaign as well. You know, there's strategy in that as well. Right. And so that, it hit right there. I realized I got to stop this work. I'm already getting myself in trouble by smoking out 
with uh, you know, I can't come smelling like weed. So this ain't this ain't working again. Remember, I don't right. take orders. I can give them. And I can write them. I'm a hypocrite. So I let myself go, and I said, "That's what we're going to do." I learned what I needed from Maryland Normal. I knew what the gap was for veterans and cannabis in Maryland. Um, we brainstormed with my daughter. She graduated college. She my initial logo. Um, we kind of coined how we were going to name ourselves. Maryland Initiative 22 was the first one because I never thought about going anywhere else besides Maryland. Right. And then we had some discussions, some strategic stuff, and we became Veterans Initiative 22. And so that's where we are today. We're kind of twofold right now. We're hiring in business practices for veterans, family and first responders in the cannabis alternative holistic health care space. Here in Maryland, we just are starting to reach out a little bit in the other states. Um, and the other part of it, uh, even more important, is getting our veterans uh, employment opportunities in the cannabis space. Right. Like I said, we got a, we got oh my God, 165 licenses from wow. uh, cultivators, processors, dispensaries, and a lot of ancillary programming. Uh, you talked about some IT stuff. People come up with great concepts, trying to make it easier. Um, so all of this is going on in Maryland, and so that's. You know, what we're up to, we're trying to get veterans hired, and they're also offering a 22% or greater. And we talked about that strategy. It became a little war a little bit, and it started, and it's great. I love the numbers, but the concept is we're trying to reduce the number. The number Wouldn't it be right? great if we got a zero discount, which would mean we'd have zero suicides? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'd rather brother. not get a discount if I knew no veterans were committing suicide. That's Absolutely, brother. So using that premise of 22 lives a day, we're honoring those who have taken their lives. And we're talking about cannabis as as a lifesaver. We've got people doing research. The Hellman Valley Growers are the Veterans Action Council. They've got legitimate approval and they're working it. I'm always talking about what Brian Buckley's doing out there at Hellman Valley. I'm like, that guy is... I was like, nobody's, you don't see, you know, especially in, in our community, in our veteran community, right? A lot of, a lot of veterans are kind of like, well, I don't know how to help or I don't know how to do this. I was like, Brian Buckley was a raider. This guy was kicking down doors, throwing grenades, killing people on a, on a regular basis. This is what he did when he was, when he was serving overseas. He came back and started Helmand Valley Grow Company. You guys, if you guys in the, you guys in the military know Helmand Valley, you guys know what, what Helmand Valley is and the, 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 the deaths that have occurred in that valley, right? He started his cannabis company called Helmand Valley Grow Company, and he has a multi-million dollar research project on the medicinal benefits of cannabis. Why? Because he went to his Congress and said, how do I fight for federal legalization of cannabis? They said, you have to show us numbers. So like any other freaking veteran, okay, how do I start showing you numbers? He got with the right people, got connected with the right doctors to start a medical research contract to ensure the medicinal benefits of cannabis, showing what it can do. And he's using veterans in his research study discussing the medicinal benefits of cannabis and how it's helping with PTS, how it's helping with anxiety, how it's helping with depression, how it's helping with health, with just your health in general, how it allows you to feel better. A lot of people don't understand it. Look, I got Chris Myers, who's out of Florida. He's a fitness model. This guy is a fitness model. Like he's a, He was an Army veteran, super scrawny little dude. Now he's a fitness model. He's like, dude, I got to smoke every day before I go into the gym. 
I have to smoke before I go lift, right? And a lot of people are like, what? Are you kidding me? No. It, like I said, it's medicine. This ain't something where I was, um, you know, you, you, you Eric, you being a runner, you being a runner probably <laughs> understand, right? We would like to give a huge thanks to Rafa 180 for being a sponsor. Rafa 180 offers pure medicinal CBD. They walk alongside individuals to achieve a healthy lifestyle with options needed by each person. You can learn more about them on Facebook at Rafa CBD, their website www.rafa180.com or email at rafacbd at gmail.com. They truly believe your journey matters. I needed that smoke before and after. Right. Uh, we are talking about fitness earlier. Uh, Eugene Moreau was a former uh, Ravens player. He, he's in the cannabis space now. And I remember him and I were talking briefly when I got the chance to meet him. And he's like, I got to go. I'm like, is everything okay? He says, no, I got to go smoke now. And he left his own dispensary's grand opening to go take care of some medicinal needs. So, yeah. And that's that's the biggest no. things, guys. That's one of the biggest things. And I remember Eric, you just told me we've been me and Eric have been talking for for a couple of days now, right? We've been talking for a couple of days. And one of the things you were saying is that was that the American Legion that you said are not is not for cannabis anymore. Is that correct? Oh yeah, um, I will. I did a brief uh, for the University of Maryland. Um, they have a school of pharmacology right now. There's a whole bunch of veterans using their GI Bill going to cannabis school. Thank you. And so that's a fact. And this Absolutely. is the way things need to happen. So they're forming their own veterans alumni over there. And I did a brief for them. And long story short, um, shit, I just completely forgot the question. I'm like an awful about, about the American Legion. The American Legion no longer. <laughs> yeah, the American the Legion. So part of that brief was I broke down all the top five um, um, veteran service organizations. right? And so um, American Legion, I've been working with them and their lobbyists the last couple of years. Indirectly, this year, I engaged them closer. I haven't seen anything from them. Um, so the last six months, I've started engaging them and asking them how come they're talking about cannabis at the federal level. And they just said it's not something that's in their priority this year. I'm like, oh, wow. But by the way, you're the only VSO that's no longer supporting cannabis. And at the same time, I gave them the brief. And I said, so if we want to look at who's doing what at the VSO level, AMVETS uh, is number one. Sharisa Jackson is part of their program, her uh, AMVETS HEAL program, and their policy is the best one yet. It basically reads that the VA should be giving us our recommendations and our medicine. Bottom line, uh, VFW, they're kind of close. Cannabis is good, but it needs to be researched, so let's do some research first. It's important. No, there's no doubt about that. No, yeah, the AV thing. So, the, you know, the top five have their philosophies. Four of them support cannabis at different varying levels. And so I got into this debate about, uh oh, here we go. Let's t quickly, we'll go down this mom and pop coffee shop philosophy to mega um, Starbucks. Same philosophy is happening in the cannabis space. You got, you know, your state license holders, and then you got your multi state operators. And there's this, so it's an interesting battle of finances and domination there. So I, I coined this idea. The truth is, if we want federal legalization, right, that's the big thing. And there's a lot of bills out there right now. We need strong numbers and strong power. So right. VSO and MSO is the way to go. It, it, it brings a lot of different things. There's some sadness to that. And there's some truth to it. 
But if we get all the VSOs aligned up under one philosophy, you know, each one carries about two and a half million names, right? Right. So those massive numbers and with the money and the backing of the multi-state operators and, and their influence, I think at that level, you'd see a much bigger push to make some federal changes. They, they, they can all figure out how to tax it, right? And that's, that's right, the bottom right. line, how we're going to tax it at the, nat- the, the federal level. No, absolutely. Um, they can get all that figured out really quick once they pass the Safe Banking Act and the CARES Act and some other big bills. No, absolutely. Absolutely. That's the biggest thing, right? That's the, that's the biggest, that's the biggest thing. That's, that's the reason I'm doing the show is that you're, you're, you yourself being, being in the cannabis industry and understanding not, it's not just like you're just a civilian in the cannabis industry. You're a veteran in the cannabis industry. So you understand and you can relate to us veterans that have served this country that are like, what do I need to do on my end? And this is what I tell you guys, you have to start at the state level. You have to start at, at the, the state, state level. level, right? Because, like I said, it, regardless if they, if they if they pass federal legalization, so the left wing has their own bill and the right wing have their own bill sitting ready to get voted on in Congress. They're just trying to, I guess, they're trying to decide which one they want to push, right? The left want to do this, the right want to do this, but they both want to legalize it, right? They both want to legalize it, but they're trying to decide which one, right? But if they pass it, when they pass it, if it's still not legal in your state, you can still you still cannot consume cannabis on a legal level. Right. And this is one of the things I keep telling you guys about. If you are in a state, there's 37 states that have it for medicinal use or adult use. Regardless, there's 37 states, 37 out of 50. So if you're in a state and you're not part of those 37 you guys are failing yourselves and you're failing your brothers and sisters in that state because I can guarantee you there's a movement in your state that you're not aware of. There is a there's a massive cannabis movement in this country going on right now. And the biggest part is us as veterans, right? We we're approximately there's about approximately two million veterans who get out of active duty service every year. Two million. So there's there's numbers right there. And like you said, with the VSOs, they have two and a half million people. Right. And the MSOs have another two and a half million people. If we can all come together and present this before Congress and say, you guys have got to vote on this. You guys have been sitting on it for two years now. It was in 2020, December of 2020, when they voted, voted it through the House to legalize it through the House. We're waiting on the Senate now. It's been two years. This December will be two years that it's been sitting there not doing anything. And if we have our voices heard, you guys have been seeing what's going on up in Canada, right? Up in Ottawa, Canada, in regards to the vaccine mandate, right? It got it's good now. They're not fighting no more because they decided to remove the emergency acts. So guess what? Their voices were heard. Their voices were heard, right? And I was super proud. I tell people I'm super proud of the people up in Canada because they f- stood up for what they believed in and they fought the Congress. They fought their Congress and said, we're not doing this. And I said, if we have enough veterans that gather together, you're already in Baltimore, Eric. You're already in Maryland. You're not, you're right down the street from D.C. You're not far from D.C. Knocking on their door. Knocking on their door, right? If there's another, If there's enough of us to gather together, I think we could have the same movement saying, why are we not voting on this? What is it that what is it that you guys are not wanting to vote on this, right? And this let's, is one of the biggest things. You brought up Canada. Let's stay on them real quick since, uh, you know, they're above us, right? Right. <laughs> uh, and speaking of which, they're above us on cannabis reform as well. Their active duty can consume cannabis mm-hmm. recreationally 
give us some guidelines. You know, it's like, right. come on, America. No, I got a brother. I got a brother up there who follows me on my, on Vet Radio Syndicate. He, I do a live every Thursday on Vet Radio Syndicate. He's in the he's in the Canadian Army. He's a he's an infantry in Canadian Army. He says no. He said, yeah, they 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 prescribe us ten grams of cannabis a week. We're able to grow our beards out. We're able to smoke. I'm like, damn, dude. How Makes nice would that be? How nice would that have been to be in the citizens. military? <laughs> I would have freaking stayed in the military forever. You're giving me 10 grams of weed a week and I can grow a beard? Man, I, you know, I'd be like, all right, let's do this, you know? But, that, and, but you know, you're absolutely right. I mean, I mean, you you personally, you've been working with the Veteran Action Council for, for set some, some time now. And you have seen the green, you've seen the green paper. And I'm yeah. sure you see the the Safe Harbor Act that they're that they're pushing as well, right? Yeah, with, with amendments. So, There's some criticalities to some of these amendments that are important to be aware of, right? And, and, and not it, only it, is the um, the Veterans Action Council working at at the uh, federal level, they're working at the international level too. Some, right. Some of the members are you know speaking at you know. Um, yeah, from the international level, like they're yeah, they're they're going you. they're they're going above and beyond, like the. These people are advocates, though. This is what I'm telling you guys. This is one of my biggest struggles, my biggest push for you guys listening to the show is getting out there and standing for what you believe in. If you're using cannabis and you're scared, stop. Stop being scared of it. You're not scared to go to the bar and have a beer. You're not scared to go to the bar and have a couple of shots, right? You'll go and do that, right? Don't be scared to say, I want to use cannabis. Cannabis is okay. Like I tell you guys, I, I got it everywhere. It's here. I got pipe. I got weed over here. I got it. It's around. Freaking Eric has it. It's medicine. This is what I tell you guys. This is medicine. Stop looking at it. At like Stop looking at the eyes that the government gave you saying that it's bad for you. The government gave that stigma because they couldn't tax it. They couldn't figure out how to tax it. The war on drugs, right? The war on drugs, the war on drugs. But if you look at it now, in Canada, it's, it's federally legal in Canada. It's federally legal in Mexico. So why are we stuck in between two countries and still federally illegal right what is it why why is it my biggest thing my biggest push right so in oklahoma we have approximately about 50 senators in the state of oklahoma like i was talking to ryan early just a couple weeks ago he said if we can get 30 of them to vote yes then we're good at the federal level but we have to ensure that we provide the documentation similar to the green paper that the veteran action council is having so when they go to make a vote they make an educated vote. And my biggest thing, th these politicians, they always talk about, I'm for the veteran, I'm for the veteran, I'm for the veteran. Sir, ma'am, if you are for the veteran, when it comes time to vote, I need to ensure that you're going to vote yes for federal legalization. If you are for the veteran like you say you are. Because like I tell you guys, this is medicine. This helps tremendously to get through life. You know, they're, they're, this is... It, when people because there there are people on multiple levels understanding how to use this medicine because a lot of there's a lot of veterans out there that get on that spiritual level of knowing how to use the medicine on a spiritual level and how to get them to that next level right because we struggle every day with our things we struggle with anxiety we struggle with depression we struggle with sleep we we struggle with relationships regardless if it's friendships or spouses boyfriends girlfriends whatever we struggle because we just think we're never wrong. We're always right in what we do, right? But when you can actually understand and get to that spiritual level of understanding how this medicine can help you 
how it can help because look at psilocybin right now there's a lot of research coming out that's being done on psilocybin here in oklahoma we just passed the bill house bill 3414 that's getting ready to go up to senate to legalize for medical research at the university level here in oklahoma about the medicinal benefits of psilocybin if you guys haven't seen it, the studies that have been done on psilocybin, it says it can actually start rewiring your brain, right? So in the military, when we join the military, when you go to boot camp, one of the biggest, I don't know about the Space Force and the Air Force, but I know in the Marine Corps and I'm sure in the Navy, the drill instructors go in there and they snip those emotional connections, right? They snip those emotional connections so you don't have them anymore, right? I remember going through boot camp. I was 17 years old when I went to boot camp. I was still a kid when I went through boot camp. That was one of the biggest things that they cut that emotional tie there because they say if you're emotionally connected, you're going to kill yourself and you're going to kill your brother to your left and to your right if you're emotionally connected to anything, right? Now that I'm out, I did nine years. I, was, I, didn't, I wasn't as crazy as Eric. I spent 20-plus years in the military. <laughs> but I spent nine years in and two tours to the desert, and I was like, I'm screwed, dude. I have a horrible relationship with my spouse. I have a horrible relationship with my kids. I don't know how to connect. I can't. I'm trying to learn. So I've been using psilocybin to try to help me and try to read and learn and study this. And how how can I use this? And I just met an, I just met another brother here in Oklahoma who says, he said, like, you got to do meditation. You got to understand how to get how to connect spiritually to your body to start rebuilding this stuff. Right. Because That's one of the biggest struggles is rebuilding emotions right because we suck emotionally we as veterans we suck at being emotionally there for anybody you know and so i know eric i don't know if you struggle the same way man i thought uh i thought i was looking at a mirror when you were speaking a moment ago everything you stated is spot on right and yeah. and, so, and that's one of the biggest the, the, things the right? to that is though to it's we have the awareness though see we know where we're struggling at and that's why we, there's places for us to get help. Okay. Right. There's medicines, true. There's medicines out there to help us. There's spiritual guidance. There's fitness. There's alternative. There's holistic. There's, you know, traditional therapies. There's so many things that we should be doing for ourselves. But in my opinion, see, I, I think I speak for a few that we're too headstrong. Right. right? We're too, too, too much testosterone. We don't have any problems. <laughs> right? Right. I'm angry because I'm a man. And, right. you, know, right. you know, we got problems and we need to get help. That's part of it, too, is making sure we're getting the right help. Right. And the absolutely. Like you said, is equally part of that help. Right. No, absolutely. And this is this is why I do the show, guys. The, you guys that are listening on the show, this is why I do the show, right? This is why I do it. So you guys are aware, right? If you guys are in the Maryland area. I'm sure Eric will reach out. You can reach out to Eric and talk to him and say, hey, brother, I want to help what you're doing. How can I help with what you're doing or how can I get involved with helping your nonprofit, right? A lot of people that, that uh, you, you see it all the time on Facebook and stuff. I want to start a nonprofit or I want to do this. And I brought Travis Johnson on my show. He's, a, he's an active duty Navy guy. He's about to retire. He's retiring here here before too long. And he's called the net, the the veteran nonprofit that's what his podcast is his veteran non is, is is the nonprofit architect he understands nonprofits how they function how to get them up and running how to ensure that you're getting funding and all this stuff this is what he's done he's interviewed amazing people who make a living <laughs> off of running nonprofits like he and his biggest thing is like whenever a veteran comes to him and says i want to start a nonprofit he said why he said right now in america there's approximately 55,000 veteran nonprofits in America right now. 
55,000. He's like, why don't you find one? So there's 50 states. So you're telling me there's probably about 1,100 veteran nonprofits in each state. About 1,100, right? He's yeah. like, why, what is your mission? What are you wanting to achieve? And I'm sure you can already find a nonprofit in your area doing what you're wanting to achieve. Why don't you go and help them and learn about it? And heck, maybe maybe they can get you in the right path and getting you to achieve your goal, right? Because he's like, why do we need another veteran nonprofit? There's already 55,000 in America that are doing things, right? And he, he gets frustrated because he's like, why don't none of them want to help each other? Why are none of them helping each other, you know? And it and it's true. I can I was like I can understand your frustration with that because they're like we're all doing the same thing, but why is it that we're not helping each other? Why are we not helping each other grow? Why are we not eliminating the twenty two? Right, teacher? Can I raise my hand and say <laughs> probably because there's so many of us we don't even know about each other, right? And that's the biggest struggle, right? As as veterans, <laughs> we don't even know. We're not even aware, right? When we hear nonprofits, we you know you know the VFW, you know Wounded Warrior, you know you know the big names, right? But to know, like, Veterans Initiative 22, how many of you were aware that he's in the Maryland area doing these amazing things for the veteran community, right? So this Three is medical why I love, evals, by the way. He's doing medical evaluations to get your medical card if you want to use medicine in the state of Maryland, right? He's doing these things. And I bet a lot of y'all didn't realize it, that he's doing this and providing a service for you guys, right? And this is what I love about my show because I get a good reach and now people who are listening to the show are like, who is he? He's in Maryland? I'm in Maryland. I've been trying to get my medical card, and I don't, I don't even know how to go about getting it. Reach out to Veterans Initiative 22, Mr. Eric. Eric can help you get established and get you the necessities you need. Because he said his, his nonprofit isn't just about helping veterans get their medical card, but actually helping them get a job and helping them start living life after serving our country. Right? And so, Man. but what you're doing, Eric, I, I, I truly appreciate what you're doing because it takes other brothers like you, brothers and sisters out there fighting, fighting, fighting. I don't know if you're familiar with David Bass, but that's what he's doing down in Texas right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's, he's another one who has his IRB approval for research, baby. You know, veterans are kicking ass. We're doing it. We're doing it. And We're doing it. Yeah, we are. And because we know we take things from a different level. We, I think we've seen a lot of this world and we know directions. It's just something unique about the community. No, and absolutely. We've got the gumption to move forward with something. We don't, we don't sit on the sidelines. We, we have to take action because we, we know the impact. We know we have to make change. Absolutely. And we, we know what it takes. We know what it takes to lead a lot of, I mean, serving in our military, regardless of what your rank was, you were a leader. You knew it hands down. You were leading somebody or something. You were doing something. I'm smiling because that two hours of sleep a night you were talking about, I'll be looking in for some of that CBN for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this is what I tell you guys, man. It's medicine. You guys have to understand it, right? I can tell you and educate you and educate you. But I, what I tell you guys is take what I tell you with a grain of salt, right? Just take it with a grain of salt and do your own research to understand why is Sergeant G so adamant about CBD? Why is he so adamant about psilocybin? Why does he keep talking about cannabis, 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 that it needs to be legal? Why, why, why? Do your research, right? Because there's tons of us advocates out there, strong ones like Eric here. Eric here with Veterans Initiative 22 advocating, saying, this is medicine. 
we have to federally legalize this so that we're able to take our medicine to be able to use our medicine wherever we go. Because if I leave Oklahoma and I go to freaking Baltimore, I should be able to carry my ounce with me and be able to smoke my medicine when I need it. Right. It, it, I, I look at it the same way people who take blood pressure medication or any other medication that you have to take on a regular basis. If you have to take it at a certain time on a regular basis and say you go to another state and they say it's illegal there, how would that make you feel that you can't take your medication because it's illegal in the state, right? It's not or, fair. Or go from a state who has a legal program to a state who has a legal program and they don't have reciprocity. So you're just watching other people take medicine and you can't partake. Right. And, and, that, that's, and that's why you see things happening in the gray market. You know, it's still alive and well. Oh, yeah. There's... You know, I'm not condoning it, but it's access. You know, I spend $900 a month on medical cannabis, $900 a month. And and for you guys who, who um, purchase it, make sure you're saving your receipts for your state taxes, as well as there's receipts on the federal side, like your ancillary materials for your cannabis. It's all tax deductibles, out-of-pocket medical expenses. So Absolutely. Keep that and, that, and this is what you guys this is what you guys have to learn about this is what you guys just it, like i said we're just hitting the tip of the spear here bringing on new advocates every day every week i'm bringing on a new advocate to talk about the importance of it and why we're doing what we're doing right so you guys don't feel like you're by yourself and you know how to grow your community right like i said my community's massive it's 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 across the country right i got eric here in baltimore we got the team of veteran action council out in arizona and all over california right we're everywhere we just have to we want to make sure that we get you connected with the right people in your area to fight for legalization in your area you guys have to fight for this you guys have to go and knock on doors and talk about we need to put this on a ballot we need to get this together we need to continue doing this man well Eric, said, this, this is the exact time let me add so go ahead every state right now are putting pushing the bills as we speak you go down to your your state uh house you're going to see cannabis bills and veteran bills make sure you're looking at your veteran bills too um and like you said this is where the action takes place you can you can write letters you can go testify in person or zoom testifying you can find other organizations who are like already doing it at the state level level for like the americans for safe access they just came out with their state of states uh, uh, policy for um um format today so we just learned all the states and what their grades are where they can improve um the, the normals from each state um every state has a chapter these are where you find you're advocating and you know what you can right. that's where you right. get started like you said there are so many veterans groups out there that are doing it from state to state find them let's bring them all together right right no absolutely <laughs> that's where we got that's strength in numbers absolutely but what you got there is uh, that thor hamler podcast you can raise that up high and hit it <laughs> just get out of there. Let's go. Let's just go. make it happen. Number one. <laughs> let's make it happen, right? Let's make it happen, man. Well, brother, it's getting close to the end of the show, man. How do you want to sign off? How you get let let people know how they can reach out to you and see what you're doing in the, in your community? Sure. Well, let me brag a little bit real quick and say, uh, take a look at January uh, 2022 High Times magazine. Uh, we're on page 22. High Times just since you know they've been around since I was. Uh, you Forever. know, one year old, 71, they came out. I was reading them and now I'm in the thing. So, right. you know, that's a highlight. The Veterans Action Council is in the high times. Every month now, there's going to be a veterans column. So, you know, that's something to take a look at. But I'm going to reach locally, out to him and say, what's up, dude? Let's do this. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, here in Maryland, uh, veteransinitiative22.com. You can find us on Facebook or, or me on Instagram, you know, Eric Stamper. Um, and we've got a fund for free medical evaluations in Maryland and now Virginia. Um, so if you're a veteran and you need help, hit us up there. And we look forward to talking with you and helping in any way we can. No, absolutely, brother. I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to come over here and help talk to our audience, to our brothers and sisters about the importance of why it's important to stand up for what you believe in. I That's why I tell them, I said, this is medical freedom. We should have the right, we should have the freedom to use whatever medicine will help us treat our ailments that we, that we endured while serving our country, right? That's one of the biggest things, guys. And this is why this is why I love doing my show, because I get to bring on brothers and sisters like Eric here to be able to tell you it's important that we have to stand up. We a strength in numbers. That's how we are. That's how we've always been. Serving in our military, and that's what we've known. Strength in numbers, right? We the more numbers we have, the bigger and better we are. And so because of you guys listening to the show, hanging out with me this week to enjoy this time with Eric, man, remember guys, it's very important to get out there and advocate and stand up for your freedoms, right? You fought for these freedoms. Why not be able to advocate and show people that, hey, this is my freedom. I should be able to use this and be able to do what I can, man. Eric, I appreciate you hanging out with me on this day to be able to do this and help get the word out there and help allow people feel like, hey, there's more than just me out here doing it, right? I appreciate Thanks you. Thanks for having our six. Remember, appreciate guys, you, you guys are super important to us. Don't become a statistic. Don't be that number 22. And don't do it. You are very important. Nobody can do what you can do. We need you here every single day. Regardless if you feel like it or not, we need you here. You're important to us. Nobody else can do what you can do, man. I love you guys. Remember, you're never alone. Reach out to me. Reach out to Eric. I'll have all of Eric's information in that description box, however you listen to this. If, you, if you're if listening on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, leave me a five-star review. And don't forget to hit that like, subscribe, and share button so you know when you get the new episodes every week, man. Remember, guys, here at the Stone Vet, we got you six. We ain't training, nothing changed by complaining I adapt and overcome, I make the best out situations I stay alert for my enemies, trying to do me some harm I fight for your freedom of speech and your right to bear arms When I say I got your six, that means I got your back, but what?